broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on episode 10 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I am Tom, and of course, Trevor and Damon are here. What's up, guys? How are Hello. you? Hello. Can't believe it's episode 10. I know. Episode so 10. We can't, I, you know, we got all these listeners. It's crazy. I can't even believe it. Feels like we just started this thing, which we kind of just did. But <laughs> I mean, it was March when we started, right? Like, it's. It was actually early April. It was like end was of March. Yeah, yeah, we right. kind of we kind of started started like I think our first episode was April third. I want to say. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. So right yeah, that's pretty quick though. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly it's gone. But uh, we I love that all you people are listening to us, and every time we get an email from one of you, it just uh, warms our hearts. So uh, <laughs> lots of great Disney topics to talk about today, including a new area in Hollywood Studios, some new DVC discounts, which uh, I'm sure Trevor and Damon are excited are excited about since they're heading down there the next couple months here and uh some upcoming changes uh at disneyland that were announced at d23 that we didn't get to last week because if you listen to our last show you know it was a uh, pretty long one so um it's pretty much the equivalent of a flight of passage uh line uh you know so about two hours so <laughs> if you're waiting online at flight of passage you can just listen to our last episode it'll help you pass the time um <laughs> was that we're thinking of you <laughs> that's right that's it. we're trying to help you guys out here so <laughs> Um, and especially Damon, you know, Damon, you can wait in line and listen to uh, your own voice. So I have a, I have a fast pass. I'm good for that. <laughs> well, before we, uh, before we get into all that, you know, not to shift gears awkwardly, but, uh, you know, we kind of got to start off on a, uh, a sad note. And, uh, that was, uh, the sad note is, uh, losing a uh, legendary Imagineer Marty Sklar at, um, 83 years old, uh, last week. And, uh, I don't know about you guys. I know, I know Damon, I mean, I, I know Trevor, you're a big Imagineering guy and I'm assuming, uh, you know, you are too, um, Damon, but, uh, this one, uh, you know, was, was kind of a bummer. He's one of like the last Imagineers left that like worked with Walt from the beginning, you know, there's not yeah. many left of those guys. Yeah, and it, I mean, again, for me, it kind of it, it hit a little because he he actually was involved in in building the Matterhorn, which is uh, that's that's like one of my early childhood memories, and just knowing that, it, like you know, seeing somebody envision that, and I mean, everything that he's done, right? Like it just you know, you can see his vision through the park, and it's really it, it, it's sad, but yeah, he I mean, he also he did so much to move Disney forward. So it's really great that they're honoring him. And who's the guest? Wait, we have a guest. (laughs) That would be my dog barking. (laughs) (laughs) He was, he's upset about Marty too. Yeah. Um, He's sad too. Yeah. And and you're totally right because Marty was one of those guys that literally he touched every single thing pretty much at all the Disney parks. Um, and for those of you that don't know about the kind you know, some of the things that he contributed, uh, you know, he had kind of started out as almost like an intern and for, uh, you know, back when Disneyland about a week before Disneyland opened, um, and you know, he was, he, after he graduated and he was also kind of, uh, you know, writing a, a paper, uh, newspaper for uh, Disneyland called the Disneyland News, and uh, in 1956 he started uh, doing the park's publicity and marketing materials. He was also a speechwriter for Walt Disney, so a lot of the stuff that you heard Walt Disney say on TV was actually written by Marty, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, if you're a fan of the Enchanted Tiki Room or It's a Small World, he uh, was very much involved with those. 
you know, so many different things that he was a part of later in life. Uh, you know, more recently, he was um, the uh, he was an international ambassador for Imagineering. Of course, he was the head of Imagineering for a really long time. Um, so he was he was, uh, you know, the head of Imagineering. So pretty much everything that Disney pumped out for, you know, a long time was was uh, under his under his watch. And, uh, you know, he uh, he also was the international ambassador for Imagineering. So he'd actually travel uh, the world um, recruiting students, uh, art students, design students, engineers and things like that. Um, he's one of the few people that actually uh, is um, he was named a Disney legend. He also has a window at Disneyland, which that's the coolest thing ever. Right. I mean, what's more of an honor than having a window at Disneyland? So, um, so that's a really, really cool thing uh, that th- that he was a part of. He's also been at the opening of every single park, basically. Uh, so he's been at the opening of every single park around the world. And I, I just want to read this quote, quote really quickly, and we can talk a little bit more about him here. But um, this is from a former Disneyland international chairman, uh, Jim Cora, later said of him, quote, he understands the Disney way because he learned it at Walt's knee. He's the keeper of the keys, the conscience, the Jiminy Cricket for the organization, which I just think is a really cool quote. Yeah, and like I said, that that goes back to you know his influence over everything, right? It, it it's yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't even know how to put it all into words. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 really sad and disappointing. I mean, you know, but it, he led a really long, you know, amazing career, and uh, you know, it, it really all we have left is kind of uh, uh, Bob Gers there still, and he wrote a nice little thing uh, about his colleague, and um, you know, there's not too many Imagineers left that really really worked with worth uh, worked with Walt Disney, which is really sad. So, so anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to say about that before we uh, before we move on to the next topic? I know it's kind of a, a bummer topic, but I feel like we'd be kind of remiss if we didn't start the show talking about that. So, I think the only thing I would say is, um, I mean, for as sad it is, it is his passing. Keep in mind that he he had a huge hand in the next generation, which we're seeing now. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's the fact that uh, that people who had direct contact with Walter becoming less and less. At least we know the next generation is on the right path. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he helped recruit a lot of the, the engine, uh, I almost said engineers, um, the Imagineers that we have now. So, and, and he was such a big part of that. And pretty much anytime you go to a Disney park, he had his fingerprint, uh, on that. So, so, yep. So, uh, uh, you know, RIP to, uh, to, uh, Bo- uh I just said Bob Gurr, my goodness, Marty Sklar. Um, uh, you know, he was born in 1934 and, uh, you know, died just uh, just last week. So, uh, so Damon, uh, you know, not to, yes. again, awkwardly switch off of a sad topic into a different one. You are about to go to Disney. I am. So I'm going to Hilton Head first and then I'm going to Disney for four days, only going to the park for two days. Um, this is the first time I think that I'll actually have non-park days. So what we're looking to do is I think we're going to do Disney Springs, um, the first day i think i think we'll we'll kind of drive into town do disney springs pick up my free watch hopefully if there's still any left and uh do some dinner and then we're going to I where are you gonna go say, where are you gonna go to dinner you know i don't i haven't decided there there's some new sausage place or something i saw a sausage place i was like well i don't understand what that's about but i might have to you know do something like that usually we're like a wolfgang puck sort of people but I don't know. I saw some new sausage place, so I don't know. That may be us. I'll, I'll let you know how it is. And um, I'm not really too concerned about that dinner. I mean, I'll be there for my birthday, so I'm actually, you know, 
actually going to be in the park on your my golden birthday. button are you yeah, gonna get my golden, golden button, button together yeah. i'm gonna make my own it'll be a golden button and um i think that that night we'll do i think we'll be in epcot and i think we'll do one of the italian restaurants again since i'm not in new jersey anymore good italian is tough to come by i the think Annapoli. we'll do that yeah i think that's what we'll do and then the other day we're going to pandora and uh yak and yeti obviously so that, that's kind of our trip. The thing I'm most excited for, though, amazingly enough, is not Pandora. The thing I'm most excited for is that my seven-year-old daughter will be going on uh, Expedition Everest for the first time. And Ooh. we're all looking forward to that. Well, that'll be that's, a nice moment. Yeah, yeah that's and, special. I think number two would be I'm looking forward to the food at Pandora. I'm kind of curious about that now. You know, for me, that's probably one of the highlights. Again, I'm sure the other two rides are wonderful. But, you know, as we talked, I'm just I'm, I'm not on this VR kick lately. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how it's going to feel. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how Flight of Passage does. I'll, yeah. definitely, I'll have an opinion when I get back for sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and, and definitely we'll, we'll want to hear that. And so, I mean, and really, food is definitely a good reason to, to hang out there too, right? I, uh, um, to, to kind of preview into one of our topics coming up is, yeah, there's a few places you can get uh, 30% off that uh, you may want to check out as well. And, and what's interesting that is, is that this is also probably the first trip where I'm going to be a little cognizant of money. Again, we were not <laughs> planning this trip. Normally, I go to Disney and it's like, oh, whatever, we're going to Disney. You know, you know, scan those bands. We'll deal with it after. We'll deal with the aftermath of it after. <laughs> I don't really concern myself too get much. Get that huge thing. bill as you're leaving. Like, oh, what yeah. did, how did I spend all this money? Um, but, you know, this, this time I'm a, I'm a little tapped because this was an unplanned Disney trip. And I have, you know, my million-dollar Disney cruise in October, which uh, is kind of putting a, you know, a little bit of a, a damper on the wallet. So this will be interesting. I'm going to, you know, I don't know if there's such a way to really do Disney on a budget, but I, I'm going to try a little bit harder to take advantage of some of those discounts that we'll be talking about next. That's for sure. You, you know what you might want to look into, uh, Damon? I saw that there was just a, and I, I unfortunately don't have this in front of me, but, uh, and I don't know if you saw this, Trevor, but there's uh, the restaurant that's in Pandora just uh, is coming out with like a sampler where they mm. have like a bunch oh. of their different stuff. Well, that'll be interesting. That's, I don't know how much. Yeah. It, well, we're we're it, a very picky family. Like, well, let me rephrase that. Me and my <laughs> son are really picky when it comes to food. So, actually, both of my sons. So that sometimes the samplers are a little tough. We don't do fish or beef. I'm with you, actually. I don't do fish or beef either. So oh, okay. I feel you. Oh, it's too bad. I, <laughs> I can't avoid beef. I live in Alberta, Canada. They, like cattle's our thing. So okay, Got yeah. <laughs> You'd be ostracized if you didn't eat beef. It, so, it would be yeah. hard to find food. <laughs> so I think for my non-park days, like I said, the first one will be Disney Springs, two days in the park. And I think the last day, we're just going to hang out at Boardwalk. Like, I, I think I'm going to you know, try to revel in you know, the experience of Boardwalk. That's kind yeah. of my game plan. I'm excited for you to check out Boardwalk. I think you're going you're gonna to dig Boardwalk. Definitely make sure you get ice cream at Ample Hills because Ample Hills is awesome. Okay. That sounds I got, like a good thing. They do, they do ice cream. As long as it fits in my budget. Yeah, oh, no, my budget. Eh, you know, it's it's Disney price, but it's. Remember, I have <laughs> five, not two. <laughs> well, you know what I did? They do they do ice cream flights there, so you can like choose like I think it's I want to say six flavors, and they give you a, like a, 
like a couple small scoops of each. Yeah, I could like, do that. You should. I got it just for myself, and I was like walking down the boardwalk, and it's like melting everywhere because it's you know hot as you know the sun there, pretty much. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's just melting all over my hand, and I'm trying to eat it as quick as I can. I felt horrible afterwards, but it was delicious. <laughs> oh, what is? Uh, I don't know. Did, I don't know if either of you guys saw that video earlier this week. Somebody posted. There's. There's a place that does a ice cream sundae called the Kitchen Sink. I don't know if it's a, it's either a Boardwalk or Beach Club. I think it might I think be it's Beach, beach Club. Club. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. That, but uh, yeah, that that's ridiculous. I don't do hot fudge either. Like I can't, like what? I can't do that. And I don't like my ice creams to mix. <laughs> there, there, there's something about ice cream. Like, listen, <laughs> it, it's got to have its unique flavor. Otherwise. You're ruining the chef's vision. That's how See, I feel. That's kind of why I like the flight because it's like I can you know, agree with that. You get a couple of the different flavors. And Were they, they don't in really cones? Mix. You said no. So they put it oh. in like this egg crate looking thing. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> I have, that... have to check that out then. It's it's really kind of it's. I, I, that's the best way I can describe it. It's like a clear plastic egg crate basically, and they put like a and they give you a decent amount. I think it's like nine bucks too. It's fairly okay. cheap for how much ice cream they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's you can get that a pretty. Was, where was that at? That's at Ample Hills. It's right on the boardwalk. Okay, yeah, and and so that's that's a good idea. And I would also recommend too at um, at Disney Springs. We ate at Homecoming. Homecoming was awesome. What kind of food? Like Southern. southern. Yeah. You, you mean where we where I live now? What I yes. can get every day? <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> really good Southern because the guy who the head chef was it's not is he an Iron Chef. I think he was Oprah's personal chef or something. Oh, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? that's what it was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he chef was Oprah's chef. Yeah. Yeah, Chef mm. Art Smith. Okay. Yeah. But they're known for like their fried chicken, and I had their fried chicken. It's delicious. It's really good. Yeah. Um, that, 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 again, like I said, that's a little tough for me because I mean we come from an area that has all that good food. Fair enough. And I, I'm, I'm missing out on that Italian food. But you have me already looking at the menu as we speak. So <laughs> they got a lot of moonshine themed things there too. So if you're into moonshine, you know. Oh, that looks yeah. yeah. See, again, I'm sure it's it's great, but I've just had everything that. Except the fried chicken and donuts. That does sound pretty interesting. But besides the fried chicken and donuts, uh, I feel like I've kind of gotten a lot of this in the area. So I, I might have to skip this one, but uh, for everyone else that's not living in the heart of the South, this is a pretty interesting menu. That's for sure. Well, that's what's funny to me. Like, we always we never do, like, barbecue when they're there because it's like we're surrounded by barbecue all the time. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. never going to be as good as it is here. Exactly. And you see, I I can't get southern food around here. So amazingly, that enough, in Canada, sounds, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hard. To well, get I can't get poutine around here, Trevor. Okay, <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 very interested in in homecoming. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely check it out. It was really good when I had it. Um, you know, really enjoyed it. So that sounds like you have a pretty good plan in place there. Yeah, yeah. and again, it should it should be interesting. It's going to be coming at the end of another trip, so we'll see how. Um, enthusiastic everyone is but well uh, it's it, but you're coming off a relaxing trip and going to a mostly relaxing trip right because you only have two park days yeah but you know here's the thing normally where you know normally we go for such a length of time that you know as everyone well knows running joke right like i'd be in bed by now if i wasn't doing this so if you know when we go to disney like we're back ready to go to bed at seven fifteen. all joking aside because we'll get up in the morning do the park and do whatever now the problem that we're having for this trip is because we have no park hopper we just did two straight days at the park i don't know how i'm going to accomplish that so i don't think it's going to be relaxing for me but it will be enjoyable from the aspect of trying to see everything we can 
So are you going to try to see Pandora at night then? I, I mean, I think you almost have to, right? Like, I, I don't it's, think... Yeah. It's a big selling point. And, I mean, you guys haven't seen Radiator Springs at night, but, I mean, that's this is supposed to be next level of that, and Radiator Springs was amazing, so... Yeah, I, I think we'll have to do it. I think our game plan is actually to rope drop um, the river ride, flight of passage, I think we're fast past in the morning sometime, and then go back to boardwalk for a little bit, and then try to go back at night. Because, again, there's not too much there that I need to do, right? Cali River Rapids, ah, you know, maybe. Bilge Barge is better Dinosaur? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the problem that I have with dinosaurs, normally we go to Disney with other people, right? That's always been the case. Either my parents, my friends, somebody. At this point, I'm going to be there with just my family, which is fine. But if my daughter doesn't want to do dinosaur because it's a little scary, right? We're kind of stuck. So that's where, like, I'm not rushing to do that because I know what that, you know what I mean, what that means for a seven-year-old, right? So... uh, I've been on it like 30 times. Uh, well, <laughs> though, after the it's last refurbishment, indie. it did change a little bit. So, When was the last refurbishment? Uh, fairly recently. They did. I mean, when Within I say a year? Change, yeah, it was probably, I don't know, Trevor, if you can think off the top of your head, but it was probably late last year, I want to say. Yeah. Because okay, I was there in June. Yeah, you pro- that was before the refurbishment. So, But, but is the refurbishment like new storyline or just... No, they just fixed, touch-ups. And... But, yeah, but they and they also, they added a couple new effects in there that, like, you know, made it a little better. And then at the end, you know, like, for the longest time, you know, the, the dinosaur at the end, not to spoiler, you know, spoiler alert for everybody for dinosaur. Um, but, you know, they try to scare the heck out of you at the end with that big dinosaur. Yeah. Well, they fixed it, and now it comes, like, it gets really close to you now. It gets, I mean, it, it's, it gets way closer, and it's way scarier than it used to be as far as the, that end dinosaur goes. So Again, so as I just said, yeah, the dinosaur, <laughs> I'm the not dinosaur. <laughs> to do that with my yeah. seven-year-old. <laughs> I've got lots of fun, terrified uh, pictures of uh, children in the car behind me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I, I, again, w- because we were just there and because I already have my next next year, actually, it's looking like two weeks for us. Um, I'm not really in this big sort of, you know, craziness factor for the parks because we were just there and we're going again. So I think that if we do Pandora and Expedition Everest, I'm kind of okay with that. I might try to do a lot more eating. You, you know what I mean? Uh, on a budget, though, but I, I don't I don't know how that's all going to work. I, I don't know. We'll have to check back in to see if I can make my way home with gas money, because maybe I won't be able to. I don't know. Maybe I'll be stuck there forever. <laughs> you know, and then, uh, actually, if it was relaxing or not, it'll be interesting. And, you know, th- it's funny. Like, um, we're actually approaching our trip similar to yours, Damon, in that um, a lot of our days, our plan is to, you know, get there early, mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of stuff in the morning, and then when it's the hottest part of the day is go back to the hotel or just go, you know, have some downtime through the afternoon and then go back in the evening so that you can actually do the later stuff. I wish I could nap. I wish any, you know, anyone in my family could nap. We're we're not nappers. I think people that nap like win when, you know, at Disney for sure, because I I, I can't do it. I'm not a napper either, but I mean, I was going to say you could always take a nap on, uh, you know, Ellen's energy adventure, but you know, that's, you're going to be be so excited. I'll be crying too much (laughs) that I won't be able to. Are you just going to tell your kids like, Oh, you guys go on test track and soar and I'll, I'm just going to hang out on Ellen all day. So, so what's actually, uh, while I'm there, there's a couple things that are ending, right? We have the great movie ride. Yeah. Great movie ride. ride. And it's just those two. Yep. Yep. But you also have the new Mission Spaces opening uh, the same day that Ellen is closing. Yeah, that's interesting. I just don't know if I'll do that. Like again, I'm not a you should check it out at least. Person. 
the thing is, is that the green one has changed too. So it's actually a, a different, um, a different sequence and everything. So even if you're not keen on getting on the orange one, you could at least do the green one and see how that is. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I guess. Yeah, we might not, as well try it out, right? Not a lot of excitement. I'll try it out when Tom goes on Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once it becomes the Monsters, Inc. Door Coaster, I'll go. <laughs> uh, again, that, I'll be shedding tears when that happens. Uh, I thought you were okay with that idea. When we I'm okay about with it, it yeah. but I really like Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, I mean, it'll be the yeah. same coaster. It'll just be a different theme. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like that one in uh, California Adventure that got turned into a Monsters, Inc. ride. Exactly. Except... Not, Better. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it wouldn't be replacing the worst ride that Disney's ever built. <laughs> True. What do we? Uh, we're for those that don't know, we're we're referencing Superstar Limo. <laughs> yeah, which again, Trevor made me watch, and now I can't unsee, and it just hurts my feelings. I feel like I I can't even like name a park that that should be at. Like it's like at a carnival, maybe carnival. And, the board, and, and that's that's exactly why I linked it to you. Is that it was a highlight of this is what happens when you're your imagineers don't actually get to do the ride <laughs> and for anyone out there google superstar limo watch the the video and see see probably the worst disney ride ever and be glad that it doesn't exist anymore yeah i mean that barely lasted a year right yeah yeah, Boy, it, yeah it was a little over a year maybe yeah well, and, and it's funny because when I was doing uh, some research, you know, about Marty, about Marty Sklar, um, I, I saw in an interview, he said uh, that he was actually really disappointed with the first iteration of California Adventure 2. So, like, he actually admitted, he said, yeah, I was kind of disappointed with how that turned out. And I was like, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, that's, that says I, a lot. <laughs> it does. It does. I was really surprised to hear him mention that. Um, yeah. But. Oh, so, also, not to go back, but really fun fact about Marty uh, Sklar. I know we're we're going back here a little bit, but I, I thought this was kind of a fun fact. Um, it, I'm reading a I'm reading a book actually that I bought about the haunted mansion, and uh, one of the cool things about Marty is very early in his career, uh, Walt Disney had kind of already decided that he was going to build the haunted mansion and kind of had come up with a con- this concept of uh, like a retirement home for ghosts. And he basically went to Marty and said, hey, make me a sign that says, uh, you know, th- about, uh, you know, advertising a retirement home for ghosts. This is before the ride was designed. This is before they even knew what they were going to do. And Marty designed the sign, uh, you know, for a retirement home for ghosts uh, that was sitting where the, you know, in front of where the, uh, the mansion would, you know, would be. Uh, you know, for a long time. And I just thought that was kind of a funny story that he, like Walt Disney randomly just came up to him and was like, Marty, make me this, make me this sign for a retirement home for ghosts with no context whatsoever. <laughs> and he just went, okay. He was like, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll make it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, when, one thing, um, Damon on your trip that I, I realized too, is, you know, if you're talking about, you're worried that you're not going to be relaxed Worst case scenario for your Epcot day, you can send the kids off and you can just go hang out in the DVC lounge. That is true, too. Yeah. That is true. My kids aren't old enough to kind of be out there on their own, though. That's the problem. Mm. Fair enough. And how, I much, don't know. how much what, trouble what could they really that? get in, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's an interesting question. How old do you have to be to run around Disney with no parent? Actually, I think they changed that. It used to be... Or at least at, at Disneyland, because they actually have, they have it happen a lot more because there's a lot more locals. Um, it used to be 14, and I think they bumped it up to 16. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm so, seriously Googling this. <laughs> yeah. I know they changed it a few years ago. It was, uh, it was, it was 14 a is what's coming up here. But yeah, that's well, my mind's 13. So it's not, not even, not, not even quite. there, even if it was 14. Not there. Yeah. All right, so what discounts can I get? Again, that's the second yeah. part for Let's me. Let's talk but about what? discounts, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah this, this is, is perfect timing for you, for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So where's this list of select restaurants? Yeah. So actually, I've got the list right here. So basically, for those of you that don't know, uh, Disney just recently, or DVC, I guess, recently just announced that uh, there will be some extra uh, discounts available for uh, AP, for uh, annual pass holders, as well as DVC members. Uh, so for, for all the way up until September 30th. And these restaurants would be uh, Gico at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, um, Flying Fish at Boardwalk, uh, The Wave uh, at, at uh, Contemporary, Citricose at Grand Floridian, which is a, one that I like a lot, um, the Grand Floridian Cafe at you know Disney Grand Floridian Resort and Lodge, Olivia's Cafe at Old Key West, Boat Rides Dining Hall at uh, Port Orleans, uh, Turf and Turf Club and uh, Turf the Turf Club Bar and Grill. My goodness, at uh, Saratoga Springs, Artist Point at Wilderness Lodge. Which if you've never eaten at Artist Point, that place is awesome. Um, definitely eat there. Uh, and then Captain's Grill at Disney's Yacht Club. So there's a couple options there for you. And uh, by the way, there are time restrictions on this. So they are raising the discount from 20% to 30%. But you have to go to dinner before 6.30 or after 8.30. That is not a problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> easy for me. <laughs> I'm like a 4.30, 5 o'clock sort of dude. Yep. But, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Damon. That's... Wait, but there's, there's, <laughs> so there's some sort of dress code situations, though. Well, so just so, just pretty so much all aware, of these flying... are, re- are, quote, resort casual. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the flying fish, and, uh, yeah, khaki slacks, jeans, or dress shorts, and, and collared shirt sports coats are optional. Well, it said dress shorts, right? So you can rock shorts. But collared shirt. Collared shirt. So... That could be a polo, yeah. though, right? Oh, I mean, it, it could be, but I'm saying is normally... I don't go to the park with a collared shirt. I don't know <laughs> I, about you. <laughs> I'm all about t-shirts, so that's a stretch for me, too. Yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm I gotta go change guy. to go to this place? Mm. <laughs> they might have lost me even for 30%. That's a pretty decent... I mean, that's a discount, though, right? I mean, yeah. that's, you should go to Gico. Gico's awesome. Although, you said you're not no, a very adventurous no. eater. So. Yeah, I would, and I, I've, I've been there. I have no interest. I would I like Gico. I, I, I love, you know, like, Asian and like Indian food and stuff like that. So yeah, that one was an adventure for me. I'm looking at the, see the flying fish would be the only one that would kind of fall into my purview and it's all fish and veal. And, um, guess what? I don't eat any of them. And, you know, Wagyu filet. So, you know, 30% off, um, you know, main lobster is still pretty pricey, but still a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, I, (laughs) there's nothing there that I would particularly eat, but the desserts look awesome, which kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. So, uh, do I don't think... know. What is this under the sea with chocolate and coral sponge and pistachio sand and dehydrated milk foam? <laughs> like, I kind of love the fact that our podcast has turned into talking about desserts off a of menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay I with mean, that. I'm fly- always okay with dessert talk. This flying fish dessert menu is, you know, top notch here. Cherries, peaches, and seashells. Like, Man, I I might just have to go. But excuse me, I I don't really want anything from the entree menu. But I'll take three desserts. <laughs> so so will you go there with a collared shirt just to have your dessert? Well, that's very interesting. Now this is this is actually at Boardwalk. Yes. 
Yeah, it's Ooh. it's literally like so, one of the so closest restaurants to yeah. the boardwalk. <laughs> like can downstairs I go with, for you. Here's the real question. So again, I, I won't throw out actual numbers here, but these entrees are quite pricey. Um, I could get four desserts for an entree price. Four desserts. I mean, it, could I do that? That's the big question. Banana, chocolate, banana. Napoleon, definitely check. This under the sea, definitely check. Cherries, peaches, and seashells, definitely check. Now it's a toss-up between the Panacarpa and the Florida Reef, which is, which is some sort of toasted meringue lemon tart. Um, I, I might be able to do it. And like you said, the fact that you're an early eater like me means, you know, you go have your dinner somewhere around 4, 4.30, and mm. then by five thirty six, you're sitting down and having dessert. I could also get three appetizers. Yeah, the pork belly does look good, and um, anyway, okay. You know, well, I, you know, I, I, you know what's stopping <laughs> you? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> we need a podcast just about the food. Oh my! I would love to do a podcast just about Disney food. I just, I, you know, it's it's so hard to keep up with that though. I feel like we'd need to live in Florida because it's constantly changing so much. So that is yeah. True. But um, but no, I I mean you know do it. I mean rock some desserts. I I actually think the one that you might probably be best with is maybe the wave which i've actually never been to despite is that that on that list it is on the list yeah that's not the contemporary yeah i've actually never been to it but i've heard so many people rave about it i'm not i'm not trying to go anywhere i'm in the boardwalk i'm either in the boardwalk or at the park this trip are you you gonna not do top of the world oh yeah i don't know i don't know what the heck i'm doing on this trip that's a trip for you because i mean either um yeah you're you'd have to get on a bus or no, I'm in a minivan. F- so, oh yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a few here. <laughs> Different minivan. Try minivan. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be one of those things where we're just gonna wing it, and you know, everyone will be cranky because we're winging it, or everyone will be really happy <laughs> because we're winging it. I don't know. I, you know, I. It's funny because you you say that because our trips are usually so super planned, and this past one was like it was planned, but not nearly as planned as usual. We kind of w- winged it, and we we enjoyed winging it. It was it was fun. It's a little different, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, you can enjoy winging it when you go often. If you don't go often, it's it's a bad call. <laughs> that's a, that's my personal opinion. No, you're exactly right. So, so I'm kind of in the middle on that, but I, I mean, I, I plan, but I also leave room for for not like sticking to the plan. Like you're not going to freak out if you deviate from the plan. No, no, we we there's a lot of times we'll just be standing in the park and we're like, which direction do we want to go? Uh, that way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, I grew up when I grew up going to Disney, my mom, if, if Excel, if she knew how to use Excel, then she probably would have had it scheduled by the minute, um, on an Excel spreadsheet because <laughs> that's how we always did Disney. Yeah. And, that, uh, that was my mom too. And we're, we're not quite so, so rigid with our planning. Yeah, I think there's a, a certain rebellion factor there, right? That's how you grew up, so you don't want to do it that way. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to do it differently. Yeah, I'm be original. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's yeah. a really great benefit. There's some other things out there, too, actually, that are coming out, too, mm-hmm. um, which is a, another neat thing, too. Um, a 40% reduction in vacation point values um, for stays completed by September 15th of 2017. So there's not a lot of time on this. It's kind of a last minute thing, but at the uh, concierge collection resorts, which are um, not Disney resorts. They are resorts that are all over the country, you know, like Tokyo, San Francisco, Washington, DC, but ones that you can use your points for. So they're actually doing a 40% point reduction between Wait, now is and it the, the RCA stuff. Yeah. 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 
So it's it's part of that, um, which I don't know about you guys. I've never used my membership for that. I'm not saying anybody shouldn't, but I've never used it for that. I I mean, being a very, very new member, that is pretty far removed from my mind at this point. But I can definitely see, you know, people that are, you know, 15, 20 year members wanting to do something different. And And I, I would agree with you right there. I mean, that's kind of when we bought in. That was definitely one of our thoughts, right? Like when we get older and the, there's going to be this time frame where the kids don't have kids and they'll be too old to come with us. Or even when we're older and they have their own kids or whatever the case may be, we kind of thought we'd do it then. That was kind of our thought. Yeah. And, and for me, even like I, I've had a look at the, the concierge collection and uh, there's actually a bunch that are pretty near to me because I live right on the edge of the, the Rockies. So I mean, from my standpoint is I don't even have, like, I, I could use it to just, you know, have like a weekend trip to one of these places and not pay for it, which is, I, I like the idea of that, but it doesn't trump going to Disney right now. So <laughs> yeah, ex- that's exactly right. Like when you first get your membership, you're like, I want to use all these points at Disney, forget everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you buy it. I mean, right. So Yeah. Yeah, we haven't even thought about using it anywhere else. Um, we, we use our points up so quickly and so often, uh, you know, it just... And, and if I was going to do something with my points, I think I would use them even though, you know, they say it's not the best. Which, again, I, I don't know if this is an old wives' tale. Uh, you know, at this point, you know, I'd use it for a cruise. Yeah, I, so the thing about the cruise, and, you know, we've it's always talked about, is is it's just not a good use of your points. So a lot of people will actually rent their, uh, rent out their points and then use the but, cash to pay for it. You know, it. it's interesting because, again, we'd have to really delve into this. But I heard, though, that that's becoming something that's not necessarily always true depending on when you go and where you go anymore. Interesting. So. Maybe we need to get one of the um, DVC rental people on here to talk about renting points, and then we can try to. We can. I can also delve a little bit deeper as a as a travel agent into those costs and figure all that out too. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, so that's another thing. Uh, there was another. We had a listener actually uh, had asked us to cover this, and, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I think it's an interesting thing, and and we kind of brought this up before, a little bit. Um, but it, you know, you always hear about. Was someone just going to say something, Damon? Nope. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I thought I heard you <laughs> trying to jump in. Um, so, you know, we always kind of hear about uh, where people can't get the rooms they want. Of course, if you're Damon, you just get whatever room you want whenever you want, like a month Pretty beforehand. <laughs> That's how it works for me. <laughs> Damon pays somebody off in the background somehow to get Because <laughs> all you ever see is people on, on, like, you know, Disney Facebook groups, like, I can't get the room I want. And it's like a year ahead of time. Well, not a year. Like, it's 11 months out and they can't get the room they want. But. <laughs> I got waitlisted for a day. Come on, that was that was rough for me. That was a, that was a tough twelve hours. That was there was a lot of nail biting uh, for that one day. <laughs> tough twelve hours, yeah. You know, I, have you ever watched that show uh, Once Upon a Time? Yeah, uh, the first season. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Rumpelstiltskin. Yes. All magic comes with a price. I, I I feel like like he's making deals with Damon or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sold his soul to Mickey actually. Uh, <laughs> Or whatever the DVC, you know, uh, mascot would be. But anyway, so that's neither here nor there. So anyway, uh, we're we're um, one of the ways I actually got my waitlist at Boardwalk is by analyzing the room inventory. And I know this sounds like a crazy thing to do, but uh, if you go to dvcinfo.com, uh, they're a really good source for this. They have a list literally of all of the resorts, all of the DVC resorts, including the new resort, um, Copper Creek. And basically, they list all of the different resorts, what size they are, square footage-wise, how many people they sleep, what kind of uh, beds they have. 
And then they list how many of each room there are, right? And so I kind of mentioned this before I went on my trip, but originally I had waitlisted a boardwalk uh, room, a, a studio a standard view. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a studio boardwalk view is what I had uh, waitlisted to start off. Well, then I looked at this inventory and I saw that they only have eight dedicated rooms that are standard, uh, I mean, uh, that are boardwalk view at, uh, at um, boardwalk villas. And so I was like, okay, so my chances of getting that are pretty much none, right? <laughs> so they have eight dedicated, and they have 21 that are dedicated to um, to the, the lock-off, lock-off room. So those of you that don't know what that's all about, it's basically they can make like a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom by, you know, with the with the combined doors. They, they basically, I, I don't know, am I explaining that right? Yeah, it's the, yeah, two adjacent rooms that have a connecting door between them so you could actually rent both rooms and make it into a larger one. Exactly. And so if you look at, if you look at the boardwalk view of just the studio, there's only eight dedicated ones. And then there's 21 that are set off uh, for the, for the lock off ones. So that's your chances of actually getting that are pretty much zero. I mean, if you, especially if you're only doing it a couple months out, I mean, that's a really tough get, but then if you look at boardwalk uh, for a preferred view, they've got 74 rooms that are dedicated uh, and 91 that are for lockup. So much bigger chance for a pool or garden view uh, with the preferred view, even standard view only has 15 dedicated and 37 that are our lock off ones. So, I, you know, someone asked us to cover this, and I think it's a, a good thing to do. If you're trying to figure out, oh, well, what view should I get? If you don't care about your view. Me, personally, I usually don't care about my view. I care about whatever's the least I amount of points. I definitely don't care about my view. Yeah, yeah. who cares? <laughs> right? That's how I feel. I don't know, Trevor, are you a big view guy? Um, no, but I I care more about location than view. I, li- I like being close to, like, being able to get on transportation and stuff like that. So... Yeah, I I look more at where the actual rooms are on the resort than than view for sure. And usually you can just get that through room requ- room requests. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, if you're like us, we don't care when our check in happens because we spend the first day at the park. So we always say we'd rather have our requests met than get into to the room early. So, um, so you know, just wanted to cover this a little bit because I think it's a really useful thing if you're really trying to get a room, trying to figure out which one you're going to use because, you know, there are all sorts of different kinds of rooms at all these different resorts, and it's it's hard to know first of all the size of them, how many they sleep, all of that kind of stuff, and that's all on this sheet here. So, um, you know, I. I hope dvc info is okay with us plugging them on the podcast because i didn't exactly ask them but uh you know i'm sure they will enjoy some traffic to their site but this is a great place to look um you know and you can just get a little bit more insight of how many dvc rooms there actually are um you know for example there's there's 42 uh of the new uh, dedicated ones at uh at at copper creek uh and you know those are dedicated and then 36 that are are, are set up for lock off um rooms so it's you know there's, there's lots of different options at these things, and you can really uh, help yourself make better decisions and hopefully get your wait list, you know, because everybody's always asking, you know, how do, how do you get your wait list? Should I wait list things, you know, and, and it can be uh, it can be nerve wracking. Right. So this is uh, this is your best way to figure that out. So and this feeds back into what we've said previously is that you do have to be flexible because, yeah, like you, you can't expect that when there's only eight rooms available that you know, unless you're able to book 11 months out that you will be guaranteed those rooms every time. But yeah, these sites are perfect for just like, you just want a room. You don't, you don't care too much. So, so pick whatever the, the easiest one is, I guess. (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Whichever one has the most amount of rooms, right? That gives yeah. you that's basic math, right? <laughs> yep. So it gives you more of a shot there. So yeah, so thanks to the to the uh, listener who wrote in about that because I think it's a great topic to cover, especially when talking about DVC and uh, making sure that you get your room requests and making sure you get the resort that you want, right? Uh, that's that's the big thing here. So unless you're Damon who just gets whatever he wants. So <laughs> Damon, do you have a one bedroom at Boardwalk or is it a studio? One bedroom. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Again, I, I was to the point where I had to use points. Like I had to burn points. Mm-hmm. Um, so aren't you uh, losing a couple points too? Yeah, it was like four or something, six. I don't know, somewhere in that range. Yeah, again, it wasn't worth the hassle to try to do anything with them. So you know, you should really wander around the boardwalk at night because there's they've got like little performers that do like shows, like little magic shows and stuff like that. I know you go to bed early, but yeah, probably past my bedtime. But uh, we'll have <laughs> to see. I'm gonna have to like save up sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna have to slave, save up sleep so that I can actually make uh, Animal Kingdom at night because I have no real interest in Epcot at night. I don't think there's anything there that I really need to see at night. Illuminations. <laughs> I've seen that before. It doesn't really. That's just, again, we're not <laughs> fireworks show people. If it's not a ride, I don't really care. So if I skipped every single show, I would be okay. <laughs> Uh, I see. I love. I love that you're like that because it's so. It's so different than uh than how you know how we do things. And I, I don't know, Trevor. You guys are big show people too, right? We're well. We're actually in between. I, I think I'm in between both hues. That we we do love our rides. Like like absolutely. We've always. My wife and I have always called it ride overdrive because we go so long without um like like the gap between when we've been able to go in the past has been so long we get there and we're like oh my god we gotta ride everything and we just we hit as many rides as we can but then we still want to stop and watch the fireworks we still want to check out the parades and everything so so i mean we like both but yeah i mean there's never there's never time to do it all either (laughs) yeah that's always the problem right there's just so much to do and then you get to the point where it's like oh there's four nighttime shows really kind of five because it's hard to do phantasmic and and the star wars fireworks uh at um hollywood studios on the same night so yeah. it's like okay now if i'm there for seven nights i've four five of those nights are pretty much gonna if i want to see everything gonna be taken up by fireworks shows so it makes it hard it really does so and actually that leads us to talking about uh trevor's favorite park which is disneyland and california adventure yay <laughs> um so there were some things last week we did not get into because we had a super long episode and we just didn't get into the disneyland stuff but there was some things announced at d23 about disneyland as well and we'd be uh you know we're a disney park show not just a disney world show so we, we want to talk about disneyland and california adventure because there's some cool stuff headed there too and i don't know Trevor, if you want to get into those a little bit since you know that park so well but yeah, have you watched so... the new phantasmic yet on uh youtube um I've seen bits and pieces of it. I'm still on the fence if I actually want to watch it all the way through because I may want to save it for the next time I'm actually there. I know the I, I saw the new Aladdin and Jasmine flying on the carpet effect, and it's if you've seen the area, like like basically, um, imagine Rivers of America in in Walt Disney World, like where um, the Liberty Bell is going around. That's the same area that Fantasmic is in, and when you think about how, like how wide open that area is, and the effects that they're doing in there, it's really, really, really impressive. So, um, and it seems yeah, like it's it, getting pretty good reviews, considering you know it's whenever they change a classic, you never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, the, the thing is, is I, I don't, I don't think they changed. I mean, it's still at its core Fantasmic, so it didn't really lose anything, right? They just added to it, which. 
I mean, really, who, who could add, argue with add-ons being a bad thing? Or, well, I guess there's a few examples. <laughs> I, I won't go into the Tiki Room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we should just do a whole episode about, the, the, about like, really, b- like, big Imagineering fails. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could get into some fun ones. But Maybe someday if we, we do a spinoff podcast just about Imagineering, then uh, we, can, we can get into that. <laughs> yeah, so, so going back to the, the things that are changing. So um, California Adventure... Um, that park has, it's definitely had its struggles, but I really like the things that they're doing with it. Um, Paradise Pier was, it was meant to be like, um, uh, like a Santa Monica Pier recreation, which doesn't really work when Santa Monica is like really close. (laughs) That was kind of the whole problem with California Adventure in the first place, right? It was, yeah. It it was, you know, you're going to California to see California Adventure. So, I mean, they've gotten rid of a lot of that. And and really, Paradise Pier was the last big remnant and the last big reminder. And the fact that they're changing it to Pixar Pier, I think, is a really good thing. And it really jives well with the fact that uh, Toy Story uh, Midway Mania is already on the pier. So that'll all just basically blend everything together and it, it won't be quite as jarring because when you look at it right now it's you you've got this this pure midway thing set up and then you've got toy story which is kind of fitting into that theme but it's still like it's like really the only thing there that was disney and then more pure like it didn't it just didn't fit um so i'm glad they're doing that um I, I have to say my biggest disappointment probably from all of d23 was that paint the night was not coming to disney world and instead that, just moving to california adventure i'm i'm sad but at the same time i'm i'm happy that at least paint the night is still running because i mean in the back of my mind uh, when they they stopped it i was like oh are they gonna like are they gonna take one of you know the best shows i've seen in in years and kill it and you know reinvent it again but no, I, I mean having it over in in uh, California Adventure is is not a bad thing by any means, and uh, honestly, I th- I think they actually have more space there to do it too because uh, the footprint of Disneyland is actually a lot more compact than California Adventure. California Adventure's got a little bit more, or it, 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 because it's a newer park, it was built like pathways are wider and stuff like that built so, with you know traffic in mind and you know, yeah parades in mind yeah th- there's a few choke points in uh in disneyland proper like around like where the matterhorn and the teacups are there's really not a lot of space there and you'll have people crammed on either side and the parade going through so <laughs> i i can i can see why they did that that's yeah. That's that's kind of rough. It, I I find it really funny that when we we were talking about the rumor of paint the paint the night moving to Disney World, we were like pretty sure it was going to happen, and we were so wrong about that. And then all the <laughs> yeah. ones that we write off as never going to happen, then they do happen. Yeah, I, I think maybe I, I need to adjust my Spidey sense on those. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Spidey sense, that's a good uh, a good um a good transition like <laughs> to Marvel uh, Marvel Land, I guess we'll call it being announced, yeah. sort of. Yeah, and again, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy got its uh, the Tower of Terror remake, which I, I haven't actually heard anything really negative about it. And um, again, that area is um, it, it's kind of on the back of uh, between Bugs Land and Buena Vista Street. And when you walk up there right now, it's like the, there's there's nothing there. There's not even like theming. They've just got like walls up and stuff like that. And that was even before 
you know, they announced this, there was, there was just these walls and it just seemed kind of weird. So kind I'm of lazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that, that this is actually happening as, as much as, you know, some people don't, they, they say, Oh, you know, we don't want that, but it actually gels, I think with, uh, with Bonavista street quite well, purely because Bonavista street, even though it's a 1920s rendition of LA, um, towards the back, it still kind of goes into, um, almost that New York, like kind of New York style. So, so like, you know, with, with like Spider-Man and the Avengers and stuff like that, I could see how they could, they could transition into that pretty easily. Do you find it interesting at all that they didn't really announce a lot with it? They just kind of announced that it's going to exist. I, I think that it's still a ways out and I think it was more a matter of they said it because they just didn't. Yeah, they, they just didn't want people thinking that they were ignoring Marvel again. That, and, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and and really that's not their fault either because they're they're still so handcuffed. Uh, yeah, and, and and actually I should mention this. Uh, I, I finally went and saw. Well, thanks, Raider. I finally went and <laughs> saw um, Spider-Man: Homecoming last weekend, and um, I'm excited that Marvel Studios did it, but Sony still had their label all, all over top of it, which kind of made me a little sad that they still have their claws in spider-man in some way one of those one of these days disney's gonna get all that stuff back they got it at some point right yeah they'll they'll buy it out when 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 it hits critical mass and it's like like up there with star wars they'll they'll buy it back i feel like disney should have like purposely tanked that movie and like you know devalued the asset (laughs) oh okay they they couldn't have done worse than sony did on (laughs) some of the spider-man movies that's true that's true (laughs) i think we're gonna get damon back in the conversation when we talk about max pass (laughs) yeah i don't know anything that's disneyland doesn't really concern me too much you guys just wake me up when you're past that (laughs) so but well hold on a sec though because this is this is an interesting development i think yeah um so, Damon, do you know about MaxPass? Have you heard about this? I do. What's that? I do. Okay. Yeah, no, I do know about it. So, I, so and, and Damon, I mean, um, Trevor, maybe you can explain it a little bit better than I, than I can because you, you've, uh, you know, you've been there. But, you know, basically they had the old FastPass system going on for the longest time. And now they're mm-hmm. introducing this MaxPass, which is going to be a charge uh, for the FastPasses. It's $10 per day per person. Um, but it's pretty much, I mean, it's kind of the same as the, the, the version in Disney world, the same concept, but you're not scheduling them ahead of time. Yeah. So, so the big differences are, is that it actually lumps, um, fast pass and memory maker together. So for, for people in Florida, it's the same as getting your fast passes and memory maker. And, and it's like a weird divide because in Florida, you know, you buy your tickets and your fast pass comes with it. Whereas in California, you buy your tickets and then you have to get the fast, like the fast pass doesn't come with it. But I can also see why they're not doing this because, um, and, and I've, I actually experienced this, um, with the photo pass because the photo pass has actually been like this for a while. When I went on my last trip, uh, last year to, to California, we did have to do the daily, pay for our photo pass pictures, which isn't a bad thing because you can really look at like, you know, um, how you much look is at it daily? What, not to interrupt you. What's um, the daily well, pay for that back then it actually, they, they've been fiddling with the price for a while. So it used to be, you would pay like 80 bucks for 
the whole week and then they put it to like 30 bucks a day and it's it's been all over the place i i when i did it it worked out to about 30 bucks a day but the the trick was though is that you know not every day necessarily you're going and doing um like memory maker shots or ride photos or whatever and so it kind of it we made it work by the, the days that we really want to have photos, like we made sure we went, we stopped and we hit every memory maker person. We hit, uh, we hit a bunch of rides with photos and stuff like that. And then you just do the one time pay and you're good. So you kind of have to play the system a little bit differently with that. And, and again, the, the reason that I can see why they did it this way is that Disneyland gets a lot more local traffic, whereas Disney world is that self-contained resort. So with the local traffic, if they made the fast pass system the same where it was included with the ticket and you could book like 60 days out, anybody with an annual pass in, in California would flip their lid because, (laughs) because a lot of the locals, they just, they just want to, you know, walk up and, and go when they go, like they don't want to have to plan ahead. And, and so I kind of like the fact that they're keeping this as the tent or as the fast pass per day thing, because then it gives them a reason to say, you can't book it ahead of time. You just got to pay for it when you get there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, it's, it's an interesting concept, but I, I definitely don't see them doing this at Disney world. I just don't think it would no. work the same way at all. And, and it, it, a lot of people will go, Oh, it's like a money grab. I don't think it is a money grab. I think it's more economics, right? <laughs> the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that, Disney has, they they always think, oh, you know, Disney needs money. No, Disney doesn't actually budget in money. They budget in space and they budget in capacity because money is not an issue for them anymore. Like, sorry, if anyone (laughs) wants to argue this with me, money is not an issue for Disney. But if you look at Disneyland, space is at a premium there. Getting people in and out of the park is at a premium. They do have to do things in such a way to control how many people come in. And this, as much as, you know, people say, oh, they just want my money, is that on the flip side, this is actually deterring people, which, because they don't they don't want to run the park at capacity every single day. As much as they want everyone's money, running the park at capacity every day is an absolute nightmare and would be unsustainable. So... Yeah, and it, it makes for unhappy guests. It makes for guests that don't want to come back. Disney Disney knows this. You know, they know yep. that when the parks are busy and the lines are long, that people are not happy. <laughs> you know exactly. And and you know, it's funny because I was talking to a coworker about about Disney, and and she was saying, you know, oh, my husband won't let us go back there because we went and we just waited in lines all day long. And I was like, that's a perfect example of why Disney keeps raising ticket prices. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, it's it's a supply and demand thing. You raise the prices, less people come into the parks, people are happier, they spend more money. And, you know, that's that's the whole thing they're trying to accomplish. It's it, it's way more complicated than just a money grab. That's not what it is. Exactly. Know? And then there's the, those of us on the edge that are trying to game the system so that we can take advantage of it regardless of the price increases. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so really quickly here, just a couple more uh, before we... We uh, move on to different things here. Uh, uh, Pixar Fest is going to be a new fireworks show at Disneyland, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, and then they're also going to be doing a Halloween celebration at Cars Land, which I think is pretty cool, too. Yeah, and that, that just brings over the, the Halloween party from uh, from Disneyland proper. And that looks really cool. I, I like how, again, you know, in typical Disney fashion is that it'll be it'll be Halloween, but like... You know they they made like the the um, 
all the ornaments and and stuff out of like car parts so really so, yeah, themed I, it up exactly it, it, like it fits in the in the world so I, I think that'll be a lot of fun i'll be interested to see if they do anything like that with pandora for like the holidays if they if they decorate it at all I, i'm gonna guess no probably not because i i don't think that would doesn't fit the theme yeah it, well it's not canon in their world right yeah, exactly. Like it just wouldn't. It, it it can work in cars because you know. Okay, well, all the cars, you know, they they want to celebrate Halloween too, and they can set all that stuff. It's like you you can't just go like, oh, the uh, the Navi, like you know, they want to uh, they want to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> like it just doesn't make any. We sense brought at all. them Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, no. it makes zero sense. <laughs> so uh, that brings us, uh, and and hopefully we can make Damon up here, Damon. <laughs> um, we're we going to talk about minivans. Disneyland. Yeah. Minivan. We're talking about minivans now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right, I'm I'm back involved. <laughs> so we got uh, we got some more information about the minivans. They've officially launched, kind of, sort of. Um, and so what I mean, kind of, sort of. They're still testing. They're only at a few resorts, but lucky for Damon, they're at Boardwalk Villas. So he's going to get to try this out when he goes. Um, this is this is like kind of anti my you know saving money thing. But but for the better good, I'll try. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And and so um, for those that don't know, you know, it's funny. We we've been calling it Disney Uber forever. And uh, it, the funny thing is, it ends up that Disney uh, is partnering with Lyft um, to make this service available, which makes sense. They have an infrastructure already. They didn't have to build the new app, right? Um, but to use yeah, this think, service, go ahead. Sorry. I think a lot of the the Uber stuff. I mean, there's a lot going on internally with Uber. A lot yeah. of bad PR going on with Uber. And I think that was a little bit of a distance for them as well. So, again, based on the app, not app, things like that, I, I just think it was one of those things where they had to stay away from the PR nightmare that Uber is starting to become, unfortunately. Well, and it also kind of seems like Lyft is a little more willing to do, like, these partnership things, right? So, like, they did something with Taco Bell, I think, at some point. They, they've they done did. a couple different things like this. And I, to my knowledge, I, I can't think of Uber doing anything like that. I mean, maybe they have, and I just don't know. But mm, True. But what I thought was interesting about this is if you go on the Lyft app and you're at Disney World, that the on the app, the cars actually show up as the design of the cars. So, okay. you know, so like usually if you go on Lyft or if you go on Uber, you know, it's just like a generic looking car. But with when you're using the minivans, it's the it actually has the little icon is actually the uh, the minivan icon. Yeah, I'm sure they just uh, it's pretty easy to, you know, tag them in their system because they have a tracker in the vehicle right so i mean it's it's smart right because then people you you can still have lift operating in the area proper but then you can also see the uh the minivans too yeah because I'm, I'm not getting in something that's not driven by disney employees so yeah and- i want to see that little minivan pop up i want that icon popping up <laughs> and the other thing is i guess the minivans are also limited time wise too right so they had to do something anyway because of that stipulation so I think that made sense to separate them in that regard. Oh yeah, I, I, you know what I find interesting though about doing uh, about doing it through Lyft is I, I've seen some screenshots of people testing it out, and it'll show the minivan and it'll show twenty dollars because you know it's a flat fee for twenty dollars. But then it'll show other Lyft drivers and it'll be like seven dollars, and it's like, you know, price wise, obviously it's much more, right? So, but like you said, it's if it's not a Disney employee, then I don't want to do it, right? Yeah, I don't want to have to worry about that PR nightmare that Uber is dealing with. Thank you very much. I'm okay paying $20 to feel comfortable and safe. Like I said earlier with the Rumpelstiltskin thing, all magic comes with a price, right? (laughs) Well, and all the reviews I've read, too, are that the drivers that they have are super knowledgeable. 
like really knowledgeable about everything. And I think actually the biggest benefit of these and which make it, I think worth its weight in gold is that they will drop you off in places that no other place can. So Lyft can't drop you off at Uber can't drop you off at. And I think the biggest, biggest example I've seen is for a uh, hoopty do review. Yeah. Yeah. We, we mentioned that last week is that they, they can get past the, uh, um, because normally Lyft can only drop off at the front entrance to Wilderness Lodge, and then you got to take a shuttle to get back to where Hoopty Doo is. Whereas Minivan can just go straight past that because it's still it's still a Disney operated thing. Yeah, and I, I think that makes it you know so much more valuable, especially if you're staying at one of like the sprawling resorts like uh, you know Old Key West or Saratoga, where they'll yeah, bring exactly. you right to your room pretty much. Yeah, I mean that's that's worth the convenience alone. So. Yeah, at the end of the day, when I'm done walking, just uh, I will pay the extra ten dollars for someone to drive me. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's totally true. That's what this is really for, right? It's like after the fireworks, and you're like, ugh, like I don't want to walk anymore. I don't want to take the stupid bus. I don't want to wait in line. I just want to get back to my room, take my shoes off, and go to sleep. <laughs> you know? Now, now the only thing about that is that you you have to. I mean, you, you almost don't want it to become common knowledge that this is a thing either, right? Because as much as, you know, the, the buses they'll and everything just, get But packed. they'll just make more of them, right? So it True. almost doesn't matter. There's always going to be enough minivans, I think, at least. Well, yeah, it, well, and that's it's probably just why they have to have that. a lot more cast members to drive them too, right? At $20 every 10 minutes, I think they'll be okay with well, that. Well, and that's probably why the yeah. price point is $20, right? It's to, it's again, the supply and demand thing, right? <laughs> so... Because yeah, if you made it ten dollars, then everyone's going to use it. I mean, I guess that's the thing is, you know, you're you're not, and yeah, people commenting on while well, it's way more expensive is, you know, well, Lyft is these are independent people working for Lyft using their own vehicles, and they get part of the money. Lyft gets a chunk of the money. The minivan, though, is you have a Disney employee that Disney pays for because they they have their own cost with their employees, and it's a it's a Disney vehicle. So it, it kind of makes sense that, you know, they, they want to charge more because it's not, it, they're not doing this for free. Right. Yeah. And it, it makes total sense. And, and, you know, so much of what you pay for at Disney is the service, right? Is the customer service and, you know, knowing that you're going to get the Disney level customer service, kind of like what you're talking about, Damon, where it's like, unless it's a Disney driver, I don't want it. Right. And so you get that, you know, high level of, of skill. You get the person that knows what they're talking about, that you can ask questions of. And, you know, of course, access to places that, you know, you couldn't get to. And the other thing I really liked about it, too, I don't know if you guys have ever used Uber or Lyft or whatever, but it's such a pain to find out which car is yours. And I noticed that in screenshots I've seen of the app that they actually have the number of the car um, on the app. And also it shows up, you know, it's on the car as well. So it makes it much easier to know which car is yours which is kind of nice. So the other thing I thought was kind of cool about it, and I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but uh, it actually will like take you multiple places in one trip. Right. And so what I mean by that, like if you wanted to like stop at a gas station on the, on your way in between magic kingdom and your resort, you could stop at the gas station and get some drinks or it'll stop, you know, other places that are on Disney property um, all in one trip, which I thought was kind of cool. So I know with like, with taxis they'll do that but they charge you extra so is this do they, they don't charge you extra for that from what i've read no it's oh. all part of that 20 dollar fee so, mm. yeah that's interesting can they drive me back home can they drive me to north carolina i think they can bucks? only stay on property 
You ask really, really, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask him really nice. Pay, you know, maybe slip him a twenty or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So um, and also just one last thing with those. There are they. Um, I I've I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures, but a couple of people have taken pictures like of cast member lots where you can uh, see where they have all the minivan parks. And kind of like Damon said, there are a ton of these cars, an absolute ton of them. And also they do have handicap accessible ones too. So if you have, and that actually, you know, if I had somebody with me in a wheelchair on a scooter, it would be so worth it to use those vans because it is such a pain to get on those buses and to strap in and everything. It's probably, that's another big benefit for folks that have, you know, somebody in a wheelchair with them or on a scooter. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. So let's, uh, that's enough about the minivans. Uh, you know, hopefully, Damon, Damon, you're going to use it when you're there and give us a review when you get back. I am right? sure going to try. All right. And but if, but if it's my last $20 for gas, then I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> well, so, it, it goes through the app, so you're good. <laughs> even if you don't use it, Damon, I'm actually planning to use it on my trip for uh, getting from the poly to Hoop-Dee-Doo anyway. So either way, we'll, we'll have our review of it. <laughs> well, let's hope it's rolled out to the poly by then, right? Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, but... I, well, I would think they're towards the end of the test, right? Again, I'm, I'm sure if I asked nice, they would magically show up there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, so one of the things that kind of came out of nowhere, we've been talking about this for a while, actually. I think it was one of our first podcasts. We were like, why the heck are they not taking down the old uh, you know, facades in Hollywood Studios? And in fact, it looks like they're improving them, right? We... I. Didn't we talk about that in a, like a really early podcast? Yeah, that that was a couple months ago for sure. Yeah, and so now we know why. Which and I didn't really see this coming to be totally honest. Um, and there really wasn't that many rumors about what they're doing, but all of a sudden now they've they've constructed something called Grand Avenue, is what they're calling it. And basically, it's a new area that's being constructed by uh, right by the Muppets Courtyard, right where those facades were. It's themed to downtown LA. It doesn't really have any attractions. It really looks like it's just going to be like kind of a giant walkway uh, to get you to Star Wars land, right? Um, but it will have a bar, which is kind of cool. Um, in the old writer's stop, uh, there's going to be a bar called uh, Baseline Tap House, um, and it looks looks pretty neat. Now, I, I guess my only question, I know they said it was downtown L.A., but is that current year downtown L.A. or like like old school like Buena Vista Street that's a good question I don't know if if that was actually stated I think so from the article I'm reading here it says modern day LA coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios so maybe that's what it what it's all about um yeah it's it's a really interesting looking space because it looks like they actually in the concept art they left like they left like kind of the the steel beams that were holding up the uh, you know the the actual facade, and it seems like they just put a roof on it, and it's kind of giving it like a cool like industrial feel to it. You know, now this is also the same area that they did the uh, the Osborne lights in before too, right? Yeah, definitely part of it. Yeah, that was part so, of where it was. So I I gotta wonder if because um, yeah, if it's not going to hold any attractions or anything. I mean, obviously they wouldn't just build this wide open area for people to kind of wander around without anything there. So. Maybe the intention is, is yeah, it's a feeder into Star Wars land, but also somewhere for them to host um, event-like things or, you know, like more street fireworks shows. shows. Streetmosphere. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is actually my favorite Disney Parks term is streetmosphere. 
<laughs> That's the official term but, for all the people that are performing out on the streets is streetmosphere. The the random random people that you run into. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the Jamiters over at Epcot? Not live, no, but yeah, I've I've seen videos of them and uh you know, I've I've always loved stuff like that, like even going back uh I actually on the first trip I had with my wife, she was she came with my family. Um, we actually ran to some street performers in Frontierland, and it was uh, it was a sheriff and a, a robber, like or like the sheriff was chasing down the robber, and they actually like you know got us involved and in, and in stuff like that. So yeah, I mean the those kind of things are the best because you're not. I, I know that like some of them are scheduled shows and stuff like that, but it's just like that. You know, you're walking by and then it's like, hey, what's that? And <laughs> like it feels random. Yeah, so, Tom, I, I did run into them. When I was there. Did you like? Did you enjoy the jammers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and good. for those of you that don't know, they they kind of they play. They have a bunch of tools, and they're supposed to be like the yeah. janitors, and they play music with their tools and garbage cans, and it's pretty cool. It's neat. Yeah, it's like it's a one drum of those line. Fun things, you know, <laughs> it's like you randomly find the Dapper Dan's walking around, uh, you know, Disney World, uh, you know, down Main Street there. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so t- what do you guys think of this? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of psyched to have a, a, a cool bar in Hollywood studios. No interest. No interest <laughs> at all. No. Tom, I, I think you're the only one here who drinks. I really don't know. That's the funny <laughs> thing. I'm not a drinker at all. I think it's cool though. I, I like, time. <laughs> I, I like the, the look of it. I like the atmosphere of it. Um, you know, I'd go in there and have a drink maybe, but it's, it just seems like a neat place. You know, it's, well, there's, there, there's going to be shops in there though, right? I, all they've really talked about so far is the tap house. Oh, I thought I heard shops. If they put shops in, which is, again, I don't know if I'm dreaming it or I really saw it, but if they put shops in, okay, maybe a little interesting. Other than that, I'm not really that interested. So you're thinking like kind of like how Main Street is where you've got just yeah. a big or like endless shops up and down. I, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, They did something like that, maybe a little interesting as of right now. Not so interesting. And maybe, I but mean, the, maybe the, the only thing is, is it keeps as Hollywood Studios gets away from Hollywood and into full immersion, it gives it some sort of Hollywood feel for its namesake. Yeah. Well, until they change the name anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's it Star Wars Studios? I don't know what they're going to change it to. <laughs> my, one of my favorite stories I've ever read was that, that Bob Iger was at a, at a um, shareholder meeting and, um, and and a, like a five year old kid came up to the microphone and asked if they were going to change the name of Hollywood Studios, and he goes he goes yeah we're we're going to change the name and then he turns to like one of one of the, his executives and goes we announced that already right and they're like no, <laughs> yeah so I mean that was a couple of years ago and they still haven't announced it so maybe they haven't figured out what they're going to call it yet but yeah but that's besides the point so a couple odds and ends here uh, just you know as we're kind of wrapping up here. The Disney vacation accounts have been discontinued. Have you guys ever used this? No. No. Yeah, I, I, I haven't either, but I know a lot of people are upset about it. And I can understand why they're upset, but you know what? There's this thing. It's called a bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. to me, it's like I, I already have accounts. And the thing and, is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> banks don't charge you to have another account. So just get another account and label it in your little drop-down DVC account. Or yeah. you know, Disney account. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm with you on this. Um, I, I, I don't understand necessarily the purpose of them. I don't. But, but you know why? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little. I'm gonna get on a little rant here. 
But I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're all in this whole, you know, charge everything, don't save money, this, that, and the other thing. And I think people are lazy. And it's a way for, man, I'm going to catch a lot of hate on We're this. We're finally going to get our first hate mail after this. Yeah, rant. I think we are. I just think <laughs> it's people being lazy. And, you know, I, I, I don't understand it. Like I said, I, I understand why people need it because people are lazy, right? But <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take heat on this one. <laughs> but that's how I feel. I'm sorry. Listen, open up another account. Open it up at a different bank. If you're so concerned that, you know what, you may touch that money, open it up at a different bank and shred your, your, shred your ATM card. Right? So, There's a lot of ways to approach it. The, the thing is, too, is the, I think the thing a lot of people liked was that, you know, it auto took the money out of your account. And you can set those up on your own savings accounts. And you can also set like, – like we actually had an account for a while that um, we had it set up so that it would – we couldn't actually take money out of it unless we went into the bank to do it. Which yeah. really, Just you know, shred your ATM card. Yeah. It works the same. And listen, I, I I do want to say though, again, I'm sure people are using it, and if if people have a legitimate reason why it's better than what Trevor and myself are saying, by all means, let us know. Maybe I'm missing something. I'll go as far as that to put a branch out there. I'll throw the olive branch out there in that regard. <laughs> well, the one thing it did do, it did have rewards to it. So I I think it was every thousand dollars you put in it, they would Disney would put like twenty bucks in. Am I right about that? You know what that's called? It's called an interest-bearing account. Yeah, that was the other thing I said, too. <laughs> it's like, just get a savings account. Like, do an online savings account, even. You, you could just go, go to, like, Ally yeah. Bank or something and get an online savings account. It'll give you the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it really, it's... I, I know people want it because it's a Disney, but, yeah, it's just... It's not the be-all to end-all. And uh, of all the things Disney to lose, it, it's it's not... Yeah, it's not. It's not a terrible something loss. I would miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's and and that's the thing. Like, Disney canceled it because nobody was using it. So <laughs> there can't be that many people that are that upset about this because they obviously they they said we canceled it because nobody was really participating anymore. So. You know, but we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that because that was uh, something that was happening in the Disney universe here, uh, you know, just, just recently here, just uh, uh, this past week. So uh, so we'll move on from that. But uh, we, we set our piece on that. So we'll probably get our first hate mail about that. And we'll be sure to read that in the next episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, if you do send us hate mail, we might read it. <laughs> yeah, mean tweets, right? Oh, send mean... us a tweet. We'll definitely read those. Mean, mean <laughs> tweets, definitely. We never read the night. We should read all the nice emails we get so people know that people like us. <laughs> or is that too yeah. vain? Is that like really like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, you know, I, I think we could. I mean, honestly, for all those people that are listening to this that have sent in, we, we have read your emails and we do. We've talked about them amongst ourselves and we, we absolutely appreciate everything that you guys have said. And, and what, maybe yeah. maybe we should start doing that just so that people know that that we do appreciate them. Yeah, <laughs> and and we do try to respond to every single one of them. So I mean, we we try to respond to every every message we get on Facebook, every email we get, because we so appreciate every one of you guys that listens. Because you know, we the three of us started this thing kind of out of the blue, and the fact that we've built an audience over ten episodes and people are really digging what we're doing is just. Like the three of us, we just can't believe it. Where our minds are blown every week yeah. by it, you know. 
we are growing by leaps and bounds every single month and we just couldn't appreciate it more from you guys so keep it coming man i mean we we love hearing the compliments it just makes us feel like it drives us it makes us want to keep doing this thing and uh doing it better and better every time so thank you guys but anyway that's a little off track um just a couple more things here before we we finish up um we talked a little bit about mission space um and talked about how it's opening back up again on august 13th um, one of the things I thought that was interesting about this is they have lowered the height requirement for it. So uh, now more kids can get on this ride uh, because they are including uh, booster seats, which uh, which will enable them to lower the height requirement. So, so you can scare them easier. Younger. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're, I could be wrong about this, and, and I'm sure we'll get an email if I am. Um, but I think they might only be lowering it for the green side. That that would make sense because the, the green doesn't really move a lot. So I think yeah, so. I mean that that that's good, right? Because you know I, I'm I'm sure there'd be a, a lot of young kids that love the idea of being an astronaut and going into space and all that. So yeah, I, I think it's a great thing that they actually did that. I I, I think it'll be nice, uh, you know, to do that, and you know maybe uh, maybe maybe Damon will go on it when he's there. But um, I I actually really like. I don't know if you guys have ever done this before. I really Wait, like. Does Tom actually go on this? You go on this? I do, but not the not the orange side. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> orange side represent over here. Uh, I'll do the green. I'll do. I'll do the green team. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one that hasn't been on the rough side. So, again, I've been on no sides. <laughs> the green mm-hmm. one's not bad at all. You could definitely deal with. It's definitely not nearly as like turbulent as like a, a Star Tours is. It's much smoother. Um, but it, it is if you're claustrophobic. That's it's a terrible idea for you to go on that because it is really very very enclosed. Um, but you know, I always annoy the heck out of my wife on that ride because I'm always flipping switches and pressing buttons when I'm not supposed to. <laughs> my brother and I actually went on it with just the two of us, and we played hard mode where we both managed two consoles each. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I actually like it. Was hard. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I I actually like the thing uh, in the exit uh, where there's like games that you can play and there's like two different teams. Have you ever done that? Yeah, the the little um, the, yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of dated video games. You now. mean like the stuff that they have on? Um, oh yeah, that ride that Tom won't go on. What's that called again? Space Mountain. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I not, go not on arcade. What, what did you say, Trevor? No, it's it's not an arcade. It's just no, no. Uh, they have the things that remember the things in line at Space Mountain. No, this is like a this is like a race, and there's like two different teams, and there's like two there's two different teams, and then two different sets of teams on each team. So like one team has to do one thing, and then another team has to do other uh, something else to advance the 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 race. It's is actually pretty on, fun. Is this on the ride or is this outside no. of the ride? It's. It's uh after the after you get off the ride. It's like uh, their well, mission like control. In, yeah, it's kind of like in a, space, space Mountain though. They have those games where you play teams. You have to dock all the spaceships. Like, do you guys just not know what I'm talking about, or like <laughs> I haven't been there in ten years? So. Okay, so anyway, there, there's something similar <laughs> where like you're you're you as you go up to Space Mountain, right? So what they did to kind of kill the line time. There's these big screens on the wall, and you get to play this game against multiple people where you're docking ships. Interesting. It's kind of like that, yeah. I mean, it's 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 similar to that for sure. But it's um, I, I, it, just, it hurts my feelings that you don't know about that I, because I, I, go, I, go through the line and chicken out at the end. Something. No, I, I swear that next time I, I go, I'm going on it. I swear to you, it's, it's going to happen. I, you when know, are you going? What's that? When are you going next? So I actually, at this moment, do not have a Disney trip planned 
because we uh, we had talked about taking a break next year. So, um, but then again, if we want to go in 2019, it's probably going to be impossible to get a resort anywhere other than your home resort. So, because of Star Wars, obviously, right? But so we don't have a trip scheduled right now. But the next time, I swear I will go on it. Well, let me know because I'll coordinate mine with you so I can take you by the hand onto the ride. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, if, if Tom's going on it, I'm going too. Well, I think okay, it would I got to see it in person. How great would uh, we could change our profile picture on Facebook to the three of us in one of those cars to get, uh, you know, together doing something? Oh, yeah. That would be pretty awesome. It would be the yeah. best. Yeah, that would I be. Feel like, would I feel be like great. I'm close enough now. Um, I, again, and... It, I don't know how Tom feels about this because we're literally two hours away from each other. But, like, I would go, like, down for a weekend. Like, if I knew Trevor was coming, because, again, his trip's a little bit longer, right? Like, a little bit longer for him. I would be like, I'm going down to see Trevor, and we're going to get Tom to go on Space Mountain. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm totally saying. My wife and I actually talked about next year just doing a long weekend. So, yeah. All right, Trevor. You're going to have to book two trips next year. Sorry, man. (laughs) Well, we're going in May, so. Yeah, I can't do May. Kids still in school. Nah. I can't either go, for the same reason, except my yeah, wife's If you, yeah. you want to go again in, like, you know, July or August, I'm game. I won't have the points for that, though. <laughs> Tom said he's going to let you borrow some of his points because, you know, he's got so many. I don't have okay. any. I used all my points. <laughs> all right. Well, now we're making vacation plans on the podcast. So <laughs> um, one last thing, one last rumor we want to do here, you know, because we always like a good rumor. Unfortunately, you know, not unfortunately, I guess, but because D23 just happened, the rumor mill is a little dry because they pretty much announced everything Confirmed. they're doing <laughs> yeah so there's still some rumors out there but just you know and there's still a lot of details we're waiting on but um there's a weird kind of rumor out there and i actually don't remember this sh- this thing um and i don't know if any of you guys do but there was a um a, a holiday show i don't want to call it a show but it was kind of in the same vein as the osborne lights at epcot um, called the lights of winter and it was on that bridge that, am i the only one that doesn't know what these osborne lights are you, what, what, you, what? <laughs> what? What are they? What are we talking about? <sighs> it was a... You, you must feel the same way I feel about Tom and Space that's Mountain. Exa- I, that's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It, so, basically, they covered, like, every square inch of every building a lot, like, on For that. Christmas? Uh, yeah, it, it was a Christmas thing. And then they actually... Um, it was like a... You know those videos you see on youtube where people synchronize the lights to yeah, a song yeah. on their house mm-hmm. yeah it's that but it's like an entire city block uh see we're banned from going at christmas time my, my wife like when she was growing up she went with like her dad and her sister and her dad and sister got sick so she's like you know 14 years old walking around disney on christmas so like we're oh, banned wow. from ever going at that time <laughs> i so. thought you were gonna say because ah, of the crowds <laughs> no 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 well the good thing for you is the osborne lights are gone so <laughs> yeah but they're supposedly replacing it with something else i know they did this jingle bell bam thing last year but i i wasn't really feeling it yeah, it was it was based on that. Um, what was it prep and landing? Is that what the name of the short was? Yeah, the, it wasn't a short. It was more of a like. No, a, there's two. There's two thirty minute specials, my friend, and they're awesome. Are they, are they really? See, I never I never saw no, them. They're good. So, okay, no, they're good. They're, yeah. yeah, the first one is far better than the second, but they're good. I'll have to check those out, but. Yeah, so they made a nighttime show based on that. But what this is is kind of like it's like a lighted gateway. Like if you Google Google Lights of Winter, you can kind of see what it looks like. But what I find interesting about this rumor, it's not based on a whole lot. Um, so some people think it's going to come back this year. And the reason why they think it's going to come out this year is that Disney released a special edition pin um, that has uh, Mickey and Minnie on it uh, in in the background what looks like the Lights of Winter. 
So some people are speculating that because they're releasing a pin with that on there, uh, they're going to do that this year. I That just seems kind of you know shady to me. Eh, that's, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch, I think. But you know what? Maybe... Maybe I should flip around my thoughts on this because I'm probably wrong again. <laughs> I, ser- I mean, seriously, every time we predict something, it's like the yeah. opposite. <laughs> Except for the gondolas. Yeah. You got the gondolas right. Yeah, I, I know. But, I mean, that's that's not a great track record. Uh, I guess the thing is, is yeah, like, again, going back to Epcot, it's due for some updates because Eliminations has been around for a long time. Maybe... Maybe this. Maybe we'll start seeing some of these things as filler when they decide to shut down uh, illuminations for the next big thing. Yeah, or you know, just kind of replacing this and having like a holiday, you know, presence at night. Um, you know, so they have something, some sort of nighttime light show of some sort. But if you haven't gone during the holidays, by the way, it. I mean, it's pretty amazing to go to Disney during the holidays. The decorations are ridiculous. So definitely do it once in your life, but don't go the week of Christmas. That's the worst idea you could ever possibly have. If you want to not be able to walk uh, in, in Magic Kingdom or Epcot or really even anywhere, go ahead and do that. If you want something really neat that I, I've seen on a couple of YouTube videos is try to actually plan your trip for like right after Halloween because Perfect. they're like in, in that first week after Halloween, they transition from Halloween to Christmas and the, the, the change is literally overnight. So you can like walk in there one day and it'll be all pumpkins and everything. And then the next day, Christmas trees, lights and all that kind of stuff. So something yeah, to think about definitely that's a really cool time to go if you can do it if you can make it happen so anything yeah. else you guys want to talk about before we go here damon anything else you want to mention before your trip no like i said i'll let you know when we get back i guess uh wait i'm on wrap up today too huh yes you are and uh, mm-hmm. make sure you post some pictures too to uh to welcome home podcast too so people can see your vacay that is true i definitely will do that uh, yeah. especially me and pandora eating i'm just gonna have food <laughs> my, my whole thing's gonna be hey food. that's okay people food. like pictures of food right Podcast. <laughs> so again, if we've gotten anything wrong, which we, we tend to do, or you're you're mad about my opinion about the vacation accounts, um, feel free to email us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Again, like they said, if you send us something nice, we'll uh, we'll, we'll probably read it. We're going to start reading those, I guess. That would actually be interesting to do, and uh, we would appreciate that. Again, if you're looking for a little bit more information about us, you can go to welcomehomepodcast.com. And again, if anyone has any questions, comments, or anything that you need to uh, correct us on, <laughs> feel free to, to send us those. Um, again, when we get questions, it kind of sparks our conversation as well. And again, it's always nice to have somebody else's opinion. So please feel free to send those in. Also, if you could like us, follow us, and share our stuff for Facebook, it's at Welcome Home Podcast. For Twitter, it's at Welcome Home Pod. On Instagram, it's at Welcome Home picks and please you know give us reviews whenever you can that would be great it helps you know boost us and get uh get us out there to more people so that would be great Tom? yeah if you like us you know the the best thing you can possibly do for us is give us a review on you on, on itunes so please 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 do that um you and hear also- how he slipped about youtube right <laughs> yeah so if you if you feel that you need to see us <laughs> or see something about us and meet us on YouTube, feel free to send that in, too. I don't know. I do this show in my underwear, so I don't know if anybody I don't really know. wants I have a YouTube. <laughs> I have a puppet, which would be great. If we could all get custom puppets. I actually had a custom puppet made. Now I'm totally off topic here. We all get custom <laughs> Disney puppets. We will do a YouTube with custom Disney puppets. 
Please. Just, I, we got to get to... <laughs> wait, hold on. How many people have to subscribe? I, I think our Facebook at 10,000 likes. I, I'll get us all puppets. There all right. you go. 10,000. We all only right. need uh, 9,800 more then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, I I prefer Muppets. Like if we can, if I could have a Muppet of myself, that is oh even better, right? <laughs> we can do that. I know people now. I know people. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's all I want is a Muppet of myself. That's all I ever want in my life. <laughs> all right, uh, so let's wrap this thing up. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Uh, we are releasing on Mondays these days, so uh, take, keep a lookout uh, for you know uh, us coming out on Mondays. Uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, just any place you can find podcasts. That's where we are. And uh, just one last reminder to our listeners, uh, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions expressed on this show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or a cast member or, you know, somebody that, uh, you know, your minivan driver, maybe ask them. They probably know more than we do, so... Um, you can always ask them for information, um, but you know we we here uh, give give you our uh, opinions and thoughts, and we don't always have the correct information. So make sure that uh, you ask somebody that does. Uh, you can find me on PrinceCharmingVacations.com for all of your Disney vacation planning needs. And Damon you can find me at BSCKids.com for all your Disney Channel, Disney XD, and Disney Junior needs. There you go. Disney Junior needs too. They're, they listen. Mickey awesome. has a show on Disney Junior. That, well, there you go, right? <laughs> Trevor, did you have anything you wanted to mention? No. Um, I'm, I'm the only one who doesn't have any awesome websites that I can show you guys to. <laughs> you should just make something up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thank you guys for listening to Welcome Home Podcast. We appreciate you sticking with us and listening to us. Like I said, we really enjoy that you guys are listening and enjoying us. So um, like Damon said, we love when we get emails. So, And many of the topics that we talk about on this show are from your emails. So please keep them coming. So join us next time on Welcome Home for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more Disney Vacation Club talk. And we hope to see you all real soon. And if you're in Disney World next week, say hi to Damon. I have a golden button. <laughs> this is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. <laughs>